name is Sue and welcome to another Learn With Sue Walk and Talk podcast. And once again, it's myself and my fabulous colleague Tanya, who will be talking about all things scientific around emotions, positive psychology and neuroscience. And this is about where we can be the best we can be. Uh, so Tanya, welcome back for another session. Thank you, Sue. Great to be here. And I have to say, I meant to mention this to you last time. I love how you're calling me a froggy. Frolic. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> I love well, it. You know, sometimes I like to put words together or flip them around. You know, I call a pelican a peclean and um, uh, all sorts of weird and wonderful things that I have. And a frolic to me is a, somebody who's sort of between a friend and a colleague. So if I just call you a colleague, that's kind of like... Eh. But you're a friend too, so you're a frolic. <laughs> Feel free to steal that one. <laughs> so we have touched on in previous sessions, um, this world nostalgia keeps coming up. And you were talking to me about that a little while ago, which is probably why it keeps sort of popping up. And, um, and I thought it might be good to, to hear your perceptions of what nostalgia does for you. And then we can explore a little bit about the psychology of time and why, where nostalgia has played out from a research perspective. Yeah, and it's really interesting because again, um, for me personally, nostalgia is, I would say much more of a, creates positive emotions because I will be thinking about and I'll, I'll take you actually or our relationship with me being in Sydney or you being over in London um which was two plus years ago it's kind of like oh well I remember when we did this so we go and have our cheese balls and have an Aperol spritz or etc in that little Spanish restaurant Pinksos I think it's called um and they create positive emotions and memories so I'm getting nostalgic about that and then I'm also aware that one could easily flip into the downward spiral, I'll say, around, oh, I really miss Sue. Um, when are we going to be together again? Um, when are we going to hang out? This is really not good. And can I be friends with her anymore? I'm, I'm, make, I'm making all this up. But my point is where it could flip to, as I say, the downward spiral, and it then becomes a, a negative um experience shall we say yeah um, and you're exactly right and this is the lovely thing like you've thought about this for yourself um with those things so our and the wonderful thing about the human brain our lovely prefrontal cortex it enables us to draw on our memories from the future and bring them forward and think about them etc um what's interesting about the research on nostalgia it can have both positive and negative impacts on us for exactly your point um if I think about my nan who's no longer with me in a nostalgic way and how much I miss her um, and how I wish she was still here and those sorts of things, it can lead me down a sad grief path. However, to your point, if I think about my nan when I've got my dragonfly on the wall beside me and I think about how fabulous she was and what I learned from her and how proud I think she would be of me, then it's a real positive emotion. And this was exactly the thing that played out in some research last year, uh, particularly around COVID. And um, in uh, 
the, the sort of the research terms, they often talk about the psychology of time. And but one of the research studies that particularly looked at the pandemic and COVID was around nostalgia, about how people who had high who experienced higher levels of nostalgia, who were thinking about the past, actually in at times had lower levels of well-being. Because what people were doing is they were focusing on how it used to be, and I wish it could go back to that, and we're not allowed to do this now, and we could do this, and we had these freedoms, and isn't it terrible that we don't have that? So thinking about it in a way that we're, we're thinking about the past as a positive, it was so wonderful, and then going, and I don't have that now. And I think that's a really interesting thing about nostalgia is how are we thinking about it? Because I agree with you. When I think about our cheese balls at Pink Sauce, I'm like, woohoo! And yes, it would be very easy to go, I'm never going to get to eat them with Tanya again. <laughs> and yet, as soon as you drop to there, it's re reducing your well-being. So I think this whole psychology of time is quite fascinating of going back to the past and yet making sure we go with what they call technically in the science of past positive. How do I hang on to the positives and then use that to leverage into hope for the future? Not we used to have this and it's terrible because we don't have it now. More about we used to have this and how might I draw some of that forward to what I hope for the future? What's your thoughts? Yeah, and it's really, again, um, interesting. And again, a few things have kind of come up into my mind around having self-awareness and again for me and you mentioned your nan it was my um mum's birthday recently my mum passed away a few years ago and it was her birthday fairly recently and I the day before um and it's been a few years um since she passed away not that I'm saying it's any less painful however the day before I was actually writing more of a, a kind of a chapter really for me personally around gratitude and I was actually writing a gratitude letter and I'd chosen her specifically and what I was aware of, um, and again, in my physiology, and it was really strong, was I became incredibly sad. I really had a proper cry, a proper, proper cry. It wasn't just little tears, but I was really crying through the pain. And I was aware because I was in it, and I then realized, okay, so I'm, I'm still in the grieving process and what have you, and that's fine, and gosh, isn't it interesting? Then I kind of flipped, isn't it interesting? I shared my curiosity how even after all this time, but also it can just come in waves. And then I allowed myself, I acknowledged what I was feeling and I allowed myself to grieve that moment. And then I said to myself, um, not out loud or anything, <laughs> well, it doesn't matter if it was out loud. Okay, the purpose for me doing this also is because I wanted to share my gratitude and appreciation for her. So now I want to switch it to actually, to your point of, the good times that we had, what I've learned from her, I know she'll be proud with, of me, what I'm doing at the moment. It was a kind of bit, oh, well, I wish she was here. But then I also, for me personally, again, and I'm not religious, but I thought, well, she can see what I'm doing because I know she's always with me in my heart anyway. Um, but this is around then, how do I, I'm going to celebrate this. I'm going to celebrate her birthday, which I did, I went out for. And again, that was such a lovely experience. And again, what was really interesting for me, the Sunday, I can honestly say I was, absolutely heartbroken like absolutely I think we might have seen each other the day after um like the following morning and you sensed that something went off and I was like oh, I'm just feeling a bit low by the evening because I was celebrating her birthday and I was going I went to dinner by myself I was very calm I was I was actually felt 
um, I don't know if happy is the word, um, but felt serene, actually. Mm -hmm. And I felt very at peace. And I was, yes, yeah, serene. And it, it was just a really interesting, like, wow, in 24 hours, mm. I've gone through that process, but I'm actually celebrating. And what I love about what you've just described, and I hope everybody listening to this has really picked up on this, is um, A, you've used the science. So if you look at the science of emotions, the first thing is perceiving emotions. And you said, I noticed that. Um, and then going with it. So understanding where it's coming from and allowing us to sit with it. And as you know, one of my sayings is get comfortable with the uncomfortable emotions. We need to sometimes honor that grief and sit with it. And I know it sounds like a ridiculous thing to say, but enjoy it. Um, right because it's useful to that. And then to your point, you also use the science to go, okay, well now what am I gonna do about it? And flipping, do I want to stay here and wallow longer or do I wanna change the way I'm approaching it? And I think that's a lovely thing about what the research sort of tells us around this sort of, as I say, psychology of time, this nostalgia, this past orientation is we can get caught in it in a very negative cycle, or we can then use it around a positive way and leverage us into something uh, quite lovely. And you used a beautiful word there, serenity, um, of being able to go, okay, well, I'm going to take this and I'm going to go somewhere special. And I'm going to sit with this moment about how, what a great relationship we had and I said that to you you know honoring the amazing relationship that you have that then a few years later I know your mum has been passed for a few years but you are still feeling that grief that's awesome that says what an amazing relationship you had and and again other people might think are stupid for saying this um yeah I think that's marvelous to the to experience that amount of grief and pain even after a few years has gone by, is real testament to the relationship that you had with her. And again, would you say with the science, and again, I only would, I honestly, I mean this, um, with the work that we do and having, you know, met you, Sue, and I really, really mean this from all of my heart, not just the bottom of my heart, of I wouldn't know this if I didn't understand science. So again, when I was in my, uh, you know, on the day before her birthday, as I say, in this real deep sadness, like incredible sadness, like, okay, well, of course, because sadness is the loss of something of value. And I was like, oh, that was a huge amount of value to me, my mother. So of course I'm going to be feeling this way. Um, so again, it is then acknowledging or oh, why, and is this then useful to me? And that again, isn't doubt, isn't to push aside those uncomfortable feelings, but so important, as you say, to feel through them, whatever it might be, an uncomfortable situation at work or what have you, um, or personal. But it is then about flipping it. And again, this is where then I felt the serenity with my, my gratitude. It then then linked to like the appreciation um, mm. as well. So it, and, my, and the savoring actually. So all these other emotions that kind of, or words that came to me, I was like, well, actually this is, how, mm. am I, how lucky am I? Um, and you've given, yeah, you've given everyone a perfect example of why knowing the science helps. And again, we touched on this in a previous session of the importance of not dumbing it down to quick three steps, Tanya, to deal with your grief, because it's not that simple. What I'd love to think about is, uh, and thank you for being so open and honest about your, your mum. Think about this with so many other people out there, whether it's um, us every day, whether it's anybody listening to this, the things that we think about, the pandemic has changed a lot of things for a lot of people. And it's very easy to be nostalgic um, to what we did have. I used to be able to do this. I used to be able to do that. 
And to use your example, we can still follow those same little steps to then catch ourselves, um, to be aware of the emotions that we're experiencing, to identify where it's coming from and go, well, of course I'm feeling anxious or of course I'm feeling lonely or of course I'm feeling sad. And then being able to go, okay, well, what am I going to do with this? What am I going to do to change it, to flip it? And maybe that's where the psychology of time is quite useful of reminding ourselves that we can do um, past positive. So we can flip it to your point of everything you learned from your mum wasn't awesome, fantastic. Again, we could do that with things that have gone on in our past. We used to be connected with our team. We used to be together all the time. Awesome. What did I learn from that that I can apply to this moment right now, which was your example of then going somewhere special and having a meal, etc. You were applying it to your future, if you like, of what you were going to do to celebrate. We can do that with anything. And the, the science gives us the steps and the ideas to do it. It's just that most of us, sometimes we get caught up in that moment. And unlike you, perhaps don't then take those steps to use what the science tells us. Mm. It is, yeah, it's, yeah. And I love how you've said, and this is about what it is about applying it to the future. Um, because again, I had a conversation with somebody um, a couple of weeks ago, um, who'd actually um, a few years ago had done the Diploma of Positive Psychology and Wellbeing. And she kind of mentioned to me about something that happened over Christmas. And again, I think it was around, um, they didn't get to go on holiday because COVID got in the way. So it was kind of like this, oh God, you know, this is like terrible. Um, and we were talking, ended up we were talking about emotion. Um, and she said, oh, can you help me? Or what would you suggest? And I was like, well, remember when we've covered this in the Diploma of Psychology and Wellbeing about the awareness and then our physiology and then, do, you know, how long do we want to stay there? Um, you know, I'd say, remember Sue would mention, well, it's okay to wallow in this, but time yourself, literally give yourself 10 minutes or whatever, right? Okay, 10 minutes is up, let's go on. But again, it goes back to, is it serving you? Um, and if it is, fine, but then actually then it's adjusting and then moving, moving on. How are you going to adapt? Um, and she was elated because she was and I'm going, yes, of course, let me go back to my books. And again, it's, we can, not often, but once we start going, and this is what I am aware of, once we start going into that downward spiral, it can be easy to then keep going. It's the awareness of kind of going, okay, I've started tipping into that downward spiral. How far do I want to go? And I have had occasions, and I know I've said to this to you before, and the analogy I've used is sometimes, and I can't even give it, it's been very, very rare. I want to say maybe three times in my entire life, and I can't even remember what those events were, um, where I know I just need to go in a downward spiral, and then it's almost like I need to touch, I'm going in a swimming pool, I've like dived into a swimming pool, and I've literally touched the bottom of the swimming pool with my feet, and then I push myself up. And that's the only way, again, I can describe it. And it's like, I know I need to do that, I need to go down, to then come up and bounce back, if we're thinking about strengths and what have you, to then bounce forward. Yeah. Um, but again, I wouldn't really be aware of all this with not knowing the science. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and the question that you asked there, which I know we use this a lot in when we teach the emotions is, is this serving me right now? And to your point, sometimes it is. And like you, I can think of one particular um, time in my life where I felt exactly the same. It's like, I am sitting here for a while. I need to sit here. I need to be in this very negative place um, because I need to learn from it. I need to do something with it. And then knowing when it's time to sort of flick that switch. And I think to your point is, sometimes if you 
don't know the science, it's much harder to do. And again, if I think back to when I was sort of 18, 19, I remember a very downward spiral that I had no idea how to get out of. And it was probably pure luck rather than judgment that uh, that got me out of that. Um, since then of learning this sort of science along the way and most importantly applying it. And, and that sort of brings me to the... Um, the importance of that practical thing you mentioned the diploma and obviously in the diploma we try and really try and make this practical because there are a lot of people who know the theory mm. um and yet it's really about doing it and i get this all the time i get people who want to um talk to me and and really explain how much they know and i can hear it it's almost like trying to impress me with what they know about the topic it's like awesome great fantastic lovely well done etc and yet if we're not applying it if we're not taking those moments as you did of going okay enough time to flip what am i going to do with this then what's the point we can we can read every book in the world but if we don't actually do anything with it what's the point you know, and it's so funny you say that because I have, I, I'm very aware, actually, I ask the question quite frequently, I would say, with friends and clients, so just people in my life, friends, great, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. What are you going to do with that knowledge now? What are you, oh, great, you understand this strength and how, you know, where you might be able to use it. Great. So what's the action? What are you going to do? You've given up alcohol. Okay, great. So what are you going to do? And you feel better for it. whatever it might be. Um, how are you going to use it? It's that next step. And again, it's always... Um, the response tends to be, oh, yeah, I'd not thought of that. Use it, use it. Well, don't get me wrong, but yeah. And I suppose as we sort of bring this to a close, then I'd love to think about what I'm going to use out of this is um, being careful how often I get nostalgic. Um, so uh, here in Australia, there are certain things of certain states that are not opening up yet. One state in particular is sort of uh, was meant to open up next week and they're not. Uh, and it may be another six months. And it's caused a lot of uh, interesting conversation. And it would be very interesting for me to get, oh, those programs have been cancelled, not going to be able to get there, the poor people who can't see their family, etc. Um, uh, so whether it's things like that, whether it's my jokes recently about um, uh, people talking about holiday, and I'm like, don't say the word holiday to somebody here in Australia. Um, and uh, David and I are going on holiday. In fact, we've uh, at this point in time just about to head off. And our holiday is literally three hours drive up the coast for two nights um, and it would be very easy for me to get very negative about that it's not fair I can't go to Fiji I can't go here I can't go there I'm not allowed to do this I can't go to this place etc and yet that is not serving me it's not helping um, so I am going to savor every second of my two whole nights away um, and uh, whether I have to wear my mask the whole time or whether I'm allowed places it doesn't matter I'm going to savor every single moment and keep reminding myself that nostalgia is useful if it's positive and if I can pull it towards the possible future absolutely love it brilliant brilliant <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We are going to have more of these conversations because um, I've been reading lots of research papers over the last few weeks. And there's a couple of other really cool topics that we need to be delving into. So thank you for listening to Tanya and I and our ruminations and reflections. Please join us for more conversations on our Walk and Talk podcast and also jump on learnwithsue.com.au and consider joining us as a member of our global learning community.
community. We have all sorts of live events with global experts coming up in the year ahead. Uh, we have online courses, research reviews, and much, much more on the portal. So thank you very much for joining us, and I hope you continue to strive to be the best you can be.